today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. It is 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, Will come back at the station keeping the Scott Thompson Home Show between the pipes. I'm sure if it's um, your couch or your throw rug or your oil or your car that's on that cargo ship that's wedged in the Suez Canal, Suez Canal, you're 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 concerned. To the rest of us, it's just a head scratcher. Uh, we, you know, the ship lost power. That's how it ended up where it, where it is. But how you're going to get this thing um, turned around, out, wedged loose? Who knows? Uh, but the emails are uh, kind of cute. Feel free, Scott Thompson at 900chml.com. Uh, to which uh, Tavares says, um, well, as he phrases his commentary, Tavares asks, is it cheaper just to sink the ship? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it probably would be cheaper to sink the ship, but I don't think that solves the problem of opening the canal. And the ship is probably cheap to sink, but boy, uh, 10,000 containers on board? Again, that might be be where the expense uh, comes. To which uh, Tavares writes back, how about turn the ship into a bridge and modify it? That's a great idea. That's, that's, and we'll just, and then you could just take all, just import like uh, thousands of trucks and they'll just drive the thing uh, right across over top of it. Like it's uh, ants walking across a puddle on top of a little stick. Can you visualize that? All right. Uh, feel free. Uh, we need it, innovative thinking, Scott. That's right. <laughs> Uh, maybe the, no, never mind. I won't go there. Uh, but it will be fascinating to see the, uh, the, the YouTube video once it does finally get, uh, wiggled loose. Uh, all right. Let's bring in Scott Radley, host of the Scott Radley Show, sports columnist for your Hamilton Spectator. Lots to talk about today, including an all female broadcast, uh, uh, broadcast team making NBA history, uh, for a game with the Raptors and the Denver Nuggets. Also, more information in regard to the Raptors. And a trade. Scott Radley with us now. Scott, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Oh, thank you. And based on uh, Tavares's ideas, I got to tell you, I, this just came in. Celine Dion has been rushed over to the Suez Canal to begin singing the the background music for whatever is going to happen there with the sinking of the ship. So they want to make sure that you know, oh. they have a good soundtrack. Did I ever tell you that story? So we went on a cruise somewhere. I, you know what it was? I think we, we wanted to go uh, to a, uh, have a destination wedding. So we decided to go on a cruise and stop at a couple of places that we might like to get married at, you know, the following year or two. And we went on this cruise, and it was or maybe, uh, anyways, we're on the cruise, and it's around the time of the Titanic. And the band that's there that plays while we're all lying around the pool and eating and drinking too much, uh, starts playing that music, the soundtrack music from the Titanic, and it just drove me nuts. It's like, is this is this a good idea when we're sitting, even though we're sitting on a beautiful lounge chair and it's like thirty degrees Celsius, but you can't see shore at all? Is this a really good song to be playing? And the sad part about it, Scott, when it was over, the Americans all stood up and yeah, and they well, would chant. Know. They would chant it out as a request. Play the Titanic song. Play the Titanic. I- it's like, are you kidding me? Uh, I'll tell you what, I digress. Story. I know you've got other things to get to, and again, we digress. But many years ago, uh, some friends and I rented a houseboat, one of those three boys houseboats yeah. up on the uh, Trent Severn. And I was driving when um, the boat somehow got turned sideways in one of the locks. So oh, I'm familiar oh no. with what's happened with now slightly different scale. 
but uh, they were like the person running the lock was trying to figure out how we got turned at a perpendicular angle <laughs> and how we were supposed to not destroy all the other parked boats. It is amazing how little training they give you before driving a barge. Yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking, if you, did you get it out successfully, or was it the oh, lock we hand? Because we, we maybe but we should be flying else. you down to the Suez Canal. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't know that I... But one of the other people who was driving another point crashed into one of the lock doors. We, we, he gassed it before the doors were fully open and broke oh a chunk off the boat. We're, we're, we never rented another one after that. We figured we would end up at the bottom of one of the lakes. I think that company went bankrupt. There are still uh, houseboats up there because we caught yeah, it up there every year, yeah. but it's a different one, I think, a different name company anyway. All right, let's first start with the uh, news and Raptors trading, and, and uh, Lowry looks safe at this point? He shouldn't. I mean, come on, if, if you're the Raptors, uh, the guy's 35, I think he turned 35 today. He's a free agent after this year. He wants another $50 million in contracts over the next couple of years at least. That's what's been publicized. And you are a team right now that stinks. I mean, you really stink. And this is an opportunity for you. You've already traded Norm Powell today and got a couple of guys back. Um, this is your opportunity to get something for Lowry, who, you know, despite all the talk about, you know, oh, I love Toronto and all this, when he comes up for free agency at the end of this year, and he looks at the Toronto Raptors and sees where they are and sees that they're nowhere close to being a contender now, and they're not going to win a championship in the next few years, at least before his career is done. Do you really believe loyalty, loyalty, schmoyalty? Do you really believe that Kyle Lowry's not going to look at the offers from a team like the Lakers or like yeah. whomever and say, you know, I've only got a year or two left. I, I don't really want to play to miss the playoffs. I, I want to go somewhere and win. And I do. I, I mean, I, there, there yeah. is no loyalty in pro sports. Yeah. I'm sorry, there just isn't. And so you trade him now while you can get something, because I'll tell you, if he walks away at the end of this year as a free agent and you didn't trade him and you get nothing for him and you could have brought in some pieces to build for the future, I'm sorry, for Masai Ujiri has done a million great things with this team, but that would be a giant whiff. That would be a giant whiff on his behalf. Uh, a whiff, wow. Uh, so uh, Norman Powell gone now. There's a, trade, a trade deadline is what, three? I think so. I think so. And I just I stepped outside, so I haven't seen... Whether and don't forget these things, there always are late announcements because you know the the fax machine. I don't know. They still use fax machines. Whatever it is, it takes some time for these. They do in the government, apparently. Yeah. So I, I, when I last when I stepped out of the house because I said, you know, this is the first day of the year that I can do an interview with you and be outside standing and getting some sunlight. Uh, I hadn't seen anything about Lowry when I stepped outside, so I don't yeah. know if anything's happened since. But you know, again, it's not a shot on Lowry; it's the opposite. You, you, He's been an amazing player, maybe the best Raptor ever. But you can't just let a guy like this who has value, you can't just let him walk away and leave you with nothing. You, you, you have to get something for him, even if it's not a home run. When it comes right down to it, if it's 259 and 58 seconds, you take the best offer that was out really? there. Really? So you, you think with 19 minutes to go, there's, you think with 19 minutes to go, there still could be an announcement? Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we don't follow here the NBA trade deadline anywhere yeah. like we follow the NHL trade deadline because generally, there, first of all, there's not as many. And second of all, you know, with only one Canadian team, there's not the, as, yeah. as much interest. But look at the NHL trade deadline. Every year, there is just a flurry at the, at the end because yeah. all of a sudden the GMs have decided, okay, that's the best I'm going to get. I better yeah. do it or not do it. So 
I, I, I still think there's a very good chance he gets traded. And the only thing, Scott, the only way that I think it's acceptable for the Raptors not to trade him at this point is if at the end of this they come out and they say, we, we had no offers. We had no offers. Yeah. Because the alternative is to what? Keep him around to help you finish in 12th place. And then yeah. he's going to be 35 or 36 next year, and you're missing the playoffs or going out in the first round again. That, that's they, look, they they had an amazing run with him, and it's like you know when the Blue Jays had to get rid yeah. of guys, and when the Leafs have had to get rid of guys, you've had your moments. You can't cling to the great memories you have from the past. You have to be ruthless in this. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality. All right, let's talk about the all-female broadcast team that made NBA history with yeah. the Raptors and Denver Nuggets game. Uh, talk about that and why now? Uh, why now? Like, is it why in 2021 um, or why this particular day? It's it's uh, look. It's, well, this is all in earlier on this week. There was uh, a lot of chatter around the NCAA tournament and the inequities yeah. between the, the the males and females in regard to what they got and such. I'm sure a lot of that sponsorship related, but still, uh, obviously, a sore point and something that that needs to be addressed. Is this in reaction to that? Uh, probably partially, although I think this was almost certainly put together long before we started yeah. hearing all that stuff. Um, but the timing of it made it uh, appropriate. Um, look, I, 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 unfortunately, I didn't get to see it last night because I was working. So I, I don't know how they did, but all the reports that you see on social media and stuff was yeah. that they did a fantastic job. So that's great. So my question then becomes this. What do you do about it? I, that was my next point, yeah. Because if, you're, if, if the idea here is that, okay, we're going to do this thing where we, we market the heck out of the fact that we've got the first all-female broadcasting crew in an NBA game. And we, we give the, the space to them and we let them do this. And then we say they did a great job. And then we go back to everything being the same way it was tomorrow. Then what have you done other than give yourself a little self-promotion and a little pat on the back? And you look very in touch with the world and all these kind of things. And you look like you're a great company. But then what? What does that mean? And so, and look, I, I don't think they're going to be firing Jack Armstrong and replacing him or Leo Routens or Rod Black or whoever. So I, I'm not entirely sure. I think, I think the point maybe that was made was, well, look, women can do this job. Uh, okay, I don't know that anyone thought beforehand that women couldn't do this job. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what this thing all means long term. And that's not a slight against any of them. Again, every report that I've seen says they did fantastic. I just don't know... What you yeah, is, is this from, is this going is this going to be a novelty? Or are we really breaking exactly. new ground here? Exactly, and you know, like a lot, the word history was thrown out a lot. Well, you know what what happens with things historic things often got historic things start some sort of thing to happen. Uh, you know, when when the first thing happens, you you tend to think, oh, well, that means now that's happened, so we'll see it happening again and again and again. Not always, but that's often what uh, are we? I, I mean, does does anybody think? that at some point down the road that we are going to see an all-female NBA crew doing all the games? Maybe. Well, you know, here's another question, Scott. Why does it have to be one extreme or the other? Why can't we just do a nice blend of everything where everyone who gets the gig is qualified to do it? and 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 so maybe what this does is open some people's eyes to say, yeah, look, you know what? I, I wasn't sure. We could give them a headlining spot. 
they yeah, but we we have already seen. I mean, Kia Nurse has been doing NCAA games on TSN, and she's mm-hmm. been doing NBA games, and and you her. know, and I don't think anyone's been saying, well, until they had the all female crew, I had no idea Kia Nurse could do it. We, we've seen her doing it, and she's been doing yeah. a great job with it. So, yeah. you know, if this is just a one off, and then as you say, you go back to nothing has ever changed, then I, I really don't know that it was anything other, as you say, than a novelty, which I think would be unfortunate. I, you would like to think that something comes in, and, and, and maybe it does. Maybe we're both being too questioning of it. Maybe because somebody got this opportunity, there's another team that was watching this and says, you know, that person was fantastic. Let's hire them. That could happen, too. We don't know. What does this mean for women's basketball? Well, okay, so there's a whole other discussion. And this one, this one is a lot tougher, Scott. And, you know, sports, like everything else, you can't get around the fact that sports is driven by ratings and driven by eyeballs and driven by money and sponsorship. So, yeah. And sponsorship and, and who, and why does, why does a company sponsor it? Because there's eyeballs watching and they think they can market their products. So I'm not sure that I'm not sure that putting an all female broadcast crew on an NBA game grows the women's game. What grows the women's game is something they have been doing, which is exposure, but then also, people choosing to watch this thing. It's a chicken and egg. More people watch, more more TV networks are willing and eager to put it on TV, which leads to more sponsorship dollars. But if when this thing is getting exposed, in a good way, I don't mean in a bad, but when, when when it's being out there for more people to see, we have to see what the numbers are. And if the extra added exposure leads to much, much bigger numbers for the NCAA women's basketball tournament, then we say, well, you know what, then we're going to see this game moving forward. If the numbers, when they come in at the end of this thing, show a cosmic gap still between the men's tournament and the women's tournament, you've got bigger infrastructural issues to deal with here because somehow you've got to get people watching it. Before and certainly say, not. This certainly isn't a first for sport. I mean, we see this in tennis. We see it in golf. The same sort of issues. And you know, one of the interesting discussions we've had, Scott, is that okay. So, which women's sports succeed? And there are. I mean, there's women's sports that do better than men's sports. Um, gymnastics. When you go to the Olympics, men's gymnastics. You know, it gets an audience. Women's gymnastics every yeah. year in the Olympics is one of the biggest draws out there. Women's figure skating. Uh, you know, is a bigger draw than men's figure skating in the Olympics again. And what are those things? Well, there's a couple things you can point to, but one of them is the women's sports, and, and this is a theory, and people can take issue with it, but often, often, not every time, often the women's sports that have done exceptionally well, in fact, better than the men's sports, are ones where the game is played just differently enough that the natural inclination, in my mind, is not to compare. As soon as you compare, it gets challenging because we're not yeah, the same. Yeah. And so, you know, the women don't run the 100 meter as fast as the men run the 100 meter. Does that make it bad? No, it doesn't make it bad. Those are the best women in the world. But it's a natural comparison because it's apples and apples. When you have just enough of a difference that you're not looking and comparing or naturally having to compare. Look, again, gymnastics, the numbers, the ratings go through the roof. Women's tennis where the game for a long time stylistically was a little bit different from the men's. Women's tennis for a long time was way more interesting than men's tennis. There, there, are, ways, there are ways that women's sports can absolutely work. And, 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 you know, this is not a, you know, people shouldn't watch women's sports. It's crap. But to the contrary, 
It's a question of how do you get those eyeballs onto those sports? And it's not always an easy thing because it's really hard. It's really hard when you have limited viewing time. I mean, how many hours a night can you sit in front of the TV set or how many TVs do you have in front of you to say, I've got a choice. I can watch this or this or this or this. And you know what? There are going to always be people who say, if I can have a choice of watching the NBA or the WNBA, mm. which one am I going to? And mm. that's the question. How do you get them to say, you know what? Today I want to watch the WNBA. And that's the challenge. So having an all-women's broadcast crew, it's a great thing. They did great by all accounts. I don't know where it goes yet. Hopefully it goes somewhere, but I don't know where it goes yet. Scott Radley with us, host of the Scott Radley Show. You can listen tonight and sports columnist for your Hamilton Spectator. As always, Scott, thanks so much. Be well. You too, Scott. Thanks. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Feel free to jump into the fun. Love to hear from you. Lots of ways for you to... Uh, Get knee deep into it. Uh, hit the, uh, hit the website. Send us a note. Scott Thompson at 900CHML.com. Uh, love to hear from you. All right. Uh, it, it's, it's fascinating, uh, and painful and tough and fatiguing and, uh, frustrating and all of those things that, uh, we are all going through right now, uh, as a result of, uh, being 53 weeks into, uh, a global pandemic and a lot of us staying at home and such. And uh, Will and I just, or Will, I didn't. You see, Will's there. I'm here. So he answers the phone, pushes the buttons, uh, and does all the hard work. Uh, and uh, so he had a caller on the air, and, and the caller's hung up, and I totally understand. And uh, and we'll just call him Bill. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, Bill came on and was chatting with Will, and said that, uh, you know, he's been adhering to the protocol and is tired of it and is not going to do that uh, for Easter. So which Will said, you want to come on and talk to Scott about that? And we're ready to go. And then he bailed. And I understand that 100%. But Will, what was sort of the gist of what he was saying? We lost Will. Scott, yeah, sorry. Hey. Sorry, I know you're busy there. Yeah, no, that's okay. So we got a call from a guy named Doug. and uh... I called him Bill. Ah, well... <laughs> So let's call him Steve. Let's call just him really, Steve. I don't just, think any we, of the names we don't he gave identi- are real. We, yeah, uh, we don't want to identify him. Go ahead. Uh, so anyways, uh, the guy called in and he said that he's very, very uh, frustrated with the fact that, uh, you know, last year it was, well, we got to obey the rules and got to do this and then we'll have this holiday. And then that holiday rolled around and it was still, no, got to be in lockdown, got to keep going, got to. And he's saying at this point, he and his family uh, are getting really, really fed up with uh, we followed all the rules. We did all the rules. And now... Now we're here and we're looking at Easter and we're following the rules and now we're going to postpone this. So no, he's going to have uh, four generations of his family. They're all going to come over. They're all going to come in the house and he's going to have all of his family. And that's what he uh, wanted to say. I guess he had to go when we got to the news, but that was uh, his plans for Easter. Was their name Thompson? (laughs) (laughs) Was it my family, Will? You can tell me. Uh, you know, I, 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 and everybody can understand what, uh, Bill, Todd, Jim, or George, uh, Marsha, uh, whatever is going through right now. And that call, uh, and the reason I wanted to, to either get the caller on or, or bring Will on to tell the call is that is what everyone is feeling right now. And, uh, that's perfectly normal. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, I'm living it every day right here in my own house. 
uh, trying to keep the lid on everything and, and the rules adhered to. Uh, and it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. And, you know, um, the only thing I can say to, to, to those people is, 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 uh, is, is, you know, you've got to listen to what was said in the earlier first half hour of this show. And, you know, you're in the last sort of heave ho push of this. And, you know, well, you said that in the other uh, holidays. Yes, but, you know, we didn't have vaccine coming then. And we do now. And although it, it, it's taking longer than what we ever thought it would, um, you know, we've still got to keep moving in that direction. And it's not easy. Um, it's like a world war. It really, really is. Uh, without the bombs and the bullets, but everything else is the same. So, you know, um, I would strongly advise against what Will just said via the caller. Um, I, I think that's what uh, a lot of people are concerned about, because as we've said, and as that caller was very, very accurate in the sense that, um, you know, well, if we do it now, we'll do it for next holiday. If we do it now, we'll do it for next holiday. If we do it. Uh, that's right. Um, that's accurate. But another thing that's accurate is that everybody, including the lockdowns that were put in place around Christmas time, were concerned over what happens uh, after a holiday, because traditionally two weeks later they go up. So we're on the cusp of another holiday and in the exact same position we were exactly one year ago and all of the holidays that have come between then and now. So, uh, you know, what do you do? Do you, uh, at 90%, you know, you can see the finish line in sight, you decide to stop and take a drink, uh, or do you keep pushing through till you cross the finish line? Um, you know, you know what my answer is. You, you keep pushing and you get across the finish line. Um, and I think it would be irresponsible of me to say anything different. And that is simply because I sit here every day and I listen to people from both sides and I listen to the experts because that's what we're doing here. Um, but the, the discussions, debates that you are all having in your own lives, uh, we're all having, uh, we're having them in this house. It's very difficult, but you know, it's one of those things where we're close. Got to keep digging almost there. So, you know, the only thing I can say is do your best, keep people safe, and try to follow the protocol. It's really all we can do. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.